Welcome everybody to the Men for Life podcast. This is uh, we're going to do version two uh, with uh, Nick DeMaio today, so it's very exciting. Have Pete and Nick in the studio, so I'm very blessed again. Um, we're going to hear a little bit about uh, Mr. Young Nick DeMaio's. Uh, he had a recent experience where he might be discerning a call to the religious life, and I think that's very interesting. Maybe he goes that way, maybe not, but it's interesting to sort of follow along this journey for a young man. Um, following the Lord and sort of discerning what he wants to do with his life in that direction. But before we get there, Pete, we want to maybe uh, start us off in prayer, and we will uh, we'll go forward and hear a little bit about young Nick DeMaio's um, journey. You got it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and kindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Awesome. Come, Holy Spirit, please. Great. So, yeah, um, Nick, I was really excited to hear. First of all, thanks for coming back on the podcast. We're excited to have you back because, as you know, the goal that your father and I started the podcast was to talk to young men like yourself. And so the fact that you know, you're here to share testimony and sort of talk a little bit about your experiences, I think, um, is helpful to people who might be listening and going through. Because a lot of people, everybody, as you know, like goes through different stages of struggle in their life and different parts of, of what they're doing. And at 16, you know, me and your father are not like we're way past that stage of our lives. So we're going through different things. Um, wait till you get to our age. It's really interesting. <laughs> but until then, you have very interesting things that you're going through. They're very different. It all boils down. It all sort of boils down to the same. I mean, what does the Lord want from from me? What what am I supposed to do with this life that I've been given? But as a young man, I think one of the reasons why we had the podcast is because it's especially challenging to discern because there's so much cultural noise. The advantage that your father and I have is we tried a bunch of this stuff. Like we got lost in the world. So we have a, there might be a clarity that he and I have through experience. There's a great line. Um, I think it's uh, Edmund Burke said, experience is the school of mankind for he will learn at no other. Meaning like I wasn't going to listen to you when I was a kid. I had to go out and get punched in the face a thousand times. Um, so but we're, we do the best that we can in order to impart whatever wisdom that we've had from our you know, punches in the face mm-hmm. in order to hopefully have you on the path. So but, but for me personally, it's really exciting when a young man is saying, like making what I would call a countercultural decision, which is, hey, this is, um, I really want to take my life in a direction of following the Lord in a serious way. So that was what I had an interest in, and, and maybe you could tell a little bit about your experience at the conference, your experience with the Eucharist, and then how it led you to maybe discern a little bit of a, of a spiritual and religious life and how that's affected you. Yeah, um, and we touched on it quickly in the last episode, but just for the purposes of discussing Pennsylvanians for Human Life and the Student Leader right. Board and all that. It, we we skipped over this. So there's yeah. So Nikki, you had shared a lot with me. I know Andrew wants to get you know to get caught up on yeah. that with you. So yeah, so, this is nice. Yeah, I can get you guys fully caught up because we have some time, right? Yeah, yeah, right, we're good so, till six. <clears throat> last um, fall, I would say um, 
I broke my knee, right? And that was kind of like a little, like a very low moment. Probably the lowest I've ever been at in life just because I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. So I was at home a lot, couldn't play sports, um, couldn't hang out with my friends, and I had a lot of time to think. And it kind of hit me that we've always taken religion seriously, right? Um, We've always gone to Mass, said grace, you know, prayed, done more than the average family would do. But it just praise God, by the way. Yeah. Good work. Pete. We're trying. (laughs) We're trying. Good Good work on that. But I just was left with this feeling of like dissatisfaction. And although I love being Catholic, I just didn't. I wanted to be close with God, but I didn't have the desire that I wanted to like deep down inside, you know, like when it was Sunday, it'd be like, oh, we got to go to mass. You know, sometimes I would enjoy it. Other times it would feel like a job, you know. So I would just pray, like, Lord, please help me to want to be closer to you, you know. Mm. Um, and a lot of times that would be just falling asleep, you know. Just, Lord, help me to want to get closer to you. And then I wound up transferring schools um, that winter. And, you know, I was still kind of just at a low moment in life. Um, just, I don't know, I just didn't have God, you know. Um, we wound up going to youth group and I met a bunch of new people and started surrounding myself with new people, right? And then now and Nikki, and if you don't mind me just yeah, pausing yeah, yeah, right ahead. there for a moment just for frame of reference for the you know, listeners and other young men is um you're playing fall baseball and a kid accidentally swings the bats just walking up to cages and breaks Nikki's kneecap so he winds up in a full leg cast um just you know accident you know mistake etc um you missed out on your entire winter basketball season so now you're sitting around instead of playing basketball or like you said because you're an athlete and now you're not with your friends or playing sports so then after mid-semester after the um, pro-life march and pro-life summit is when you transfer school so you're just getting your cast off and coming through therapy right now so you can actually start re-engaging as a young 15 year old guy again and kind of like you know getting life back to normal again after yeah so and so i just want to give like the so now when that happens you now start going to youth group as you said and you start meeting these new friends yeah and even though i was meeting new people and um, slowly getting closer with God, uh, I didn't feel it, it almost got lower. It felt like during the spring because I just come off from breaking my knee and healing. I need to like work harder to recover from it. You know, I'm at a new school where I don't know a ton of people. Um, it wasn't really the best environment for me in general. So that definitely took a toll. Why not? What was wrong? What was the what was the uh, not what was the problem with the environment from your view? I would just say that um, some of the like there was a lot of God wasn't the main focus at all in the school. How did that look like? How did that show up in reality? The kids there didn't put God first. So why is how am I supposed to thrive in an environment where God is barely there you know if i'm not surrounding myself with god how am i supposed to find god Mm. you know especially in people that don't even know god 
you know? And I think the two most extreme examples of that, which I wasn't aware of until you shared with me later, <laughs> you, um, our children were watching a video and sharing with me when girls are diving over the lunch table desks, getting into fist fights with each other, and the teachers can't even break up the fights because teachers, like cops, are no longer allowed to do their jobs. So they just have to stand there and basically watch this nonsense. Insanity. Or like kids vaping in the bathrooms all day long or smoking weed in the bathrooms. This was that's, that's kind of the environment or the culture that Nikki was describing. I know those are two of the most extreme examples of what he's talking about, but that's the, right. at this particular Catholic school, that's the environment. Yeah. So, um, even though I was slowly getting closer with God, I was still surrounded by that, and it wasn't it it wasn't good. So then, the summer starts to roll around, and we started. Um, I started hanging out with these kids more from youth group, and um, we started doing the seed thing. Um, seed is um, Catholic entrepreneurship design experience. Yeah, so it's supposed to help kids discern what you know, God, what's God's calling for them, you know? So we got to go to these meetings and um, do a bunch of stuff together, and that was really great. That just helped me to get closer with God, you know, mm-hmm. surround myself with better better people. Um, and then we wound up having Steubenville. We went to Steubenville East, right? And um, that was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me Wow! because it was – the experience as a whole was just so amazing, but at a, the timing was perfect. It was came at a time where I wasn't, I was at a pretty low point in life, you know. Um, and God loves working <laughs> with. He loves it. Loves it. That's his wheelhouse. <laughs> the whole but, thing with the cross. Yeah, but um, we get there and we have adoration the first night, and it kind of just set me up for what the weekend was going to be like. It was great. And I'm not a big, um, like, music. I like listening to music, but I'm not a big singer, you know, especially in church. I don't I don't know what it is. I just don't. But this, it had me, like, singing. And, like, just I could feel the Holy Spirit, you know. We had Mass. We had um, Adoration again on Saturday. And that was the craziest experience I've ever had in my life was adoration and mass. Um, so during mass, I couldn't go up for the Eucharist because I didn't get, um, I didn't go to confession. I wound up going after, but I just felt like so crappy inside, you know, that I couldn't go up to get Eucharist, the Eucharist. So I kneeled down and I just was thinking to myself, like, God, you, whatever you want me to do in life, I am just so willing to do it now, you know? And I was kneeling there, and I was breathing, and I, this has been the craziest experience ever. I don't know what it was, but I could, it felt like I wasn't even present there anymore. I saw myself, like, down on two knees in front of the cross and I could see Jesus on the cross in front of me and it was just me and him you could see him physically I could like you physically see, you, you see could him see. I my eyes, like you didn't feel a presence you saw I saw him and I felt Lord. him and it was amazing crazy and then I opened my eyes back up and I just I don't 
I don't I don't know what it was. I just it, it was the, the most wild thing I've ever felt ever. And then after mass, I went to confession, great confession, and then we have adoration that night. And Father walked around with the um, what is it called? I keep forgetting. Monstrance. Yeah, the monstrance. And <laughs> it's a strange word. Yeah, yes, but he was walking around it's with the monstrance, word. and he walked all all around to us, and we were down like prostrate on the ground. And as he walked by, I could just I could feel Jesus walking by you could feel jesus in the room like i'm not much of a um mr a mr aquilani was giving us an example earlier that day saying you can be more heady or you can be more hardy you know you can feel like if you're more hardy you can feel the love of jesus but if you're more heady a lot of times you can't feel it but you just know it, you know? Yeah, it's like a logical understanding, yeah. I'm definitely more heady, but in that moment, I felt Jesus, you know? Amen. That Amen. is an awesome so, description of it. Yeah. So what was so, um, I think you're so lucky in that way. Yeah. In fact, I have a friend right now who's um, uh, struggles with, with alcohol addiction, and she very much wants to believe in God and have an experience, but she just doesn't have, just like, just doesn't feel it. There's no feeling, so she doesn't believe it because she doesn't feel it. Mm. It's just so you're really lucky. It's like an amazing blessing yeah. that God revealed Himself to you in that way. Because there's people that search for that experience to search for God to give them a concrete sign, and, and maybe you don't need that. Maybe you know she could assent to God's will even though she doesn't feel it. But in the case that you just mentioned, you did. You were able to receive this amazing blessing of actually visually and effectively emotionally sort of experience the Lord yeah and that's that's a, a huge blessing mm -hmm. so what is what was the result so okay so you have this experience with God that you haven't had before it comes at a time where you're kind of questioning your life and then what so after um, we left um, God had me totally convinced. Like, before I was like, all right, what do I want to do? Obviously, I want to. But now after, it's, all right, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm doing it. I don't care what it is. Um, whatever it is, I'm doing it. No matter what. No matter how difficult it is, you know? So I wound up transferring schools again. And now I'm at Regina Luminous in Berlin. And... A just for the look, what, is that's a serious. It's like a yeah. uh, really turned on Catholic school. It's a it's a classical. I mean, what is classical it? education, and um, completely conformed to our actual catechism of our Catholic right. Church. So, like so no magisterium and yes, everything. Yeah, and I believe all of the teachers. You guys wear there, right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So I, there is no if ands or buts. It's lit, it is true. Nobody Catholic. has blue hair there. <laughs> no, there are zero, <laughs> zero. Only hu there's only human hair colors. <laughs> yes, cool. we won't be. It doesn't matter what anyone's opinions are. We will not be doing kitty litter boxes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think, see, so as a father, Nikki, you actually, you, my eyes filled up before that you had this experience because here I am. We're talking men for life, and there's life, and then there's mm. life, spiritual life. What could be more important as a father than for your son to come to know Good Jesus? Lord. I mean, that is like so 
and I'm listening to you and Nikki's an athlete for those of you who don't know. I mean, Nikki's just turned 16 years old and he's a junior in high school. He's very smart. He's very good at sports. By state law, he's supposed to be in 10th grade, not 11th grade. He does well. He's big. He's handsome. I always tell him if I could, if I could look like you, I'd want to look like you when I was younger, you know? Like, so, so this is not that easy of a decision for him when he goes to RLA and says, I'm going to go there and not go to Bishop Shanahan with my older brother or not go to the common school right up the street. That's difficult for him because RLA doesn't have baseball or basketball. There are no sports for him. So across the bear. Yeah. He's literally saying when, so when you're saying this right now, Nikki, I know what you actually have sacrificed and given up by that. When you said, hey, God, I'll do whatever you want, you literally mean it. You're like, I will go to this new school and I'll figure out sports somehow, but that's not going to be my, I mean, there's nine kids in your class. There's 11 now, right? 11 now, we got two new ones. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not your, so Andrew, you said countercultural before about Nikki making a countercultural decision. It's not like he was born and raised going to the Regina school and he's just going to the high school now. This is full countercultural right. for him. I saw a great picture, I think, on Twitter yesterday where they were saying it used to be countercultural. They had these two pictures. It says, this used to be countercultural. And it was people like dressed with funny hair and like mohawks and crazy. I saw And it. now this is countercultural. It was like a, a guy with his wife with a suit and tie <laughs> and kids yeah. like at home in a suburban home. Like this is now this is the, the counterculture, right? <laughs> like having a family, you know, becoming a pillar of your community, believing in the Lord, going to church. Like yeah. that's the counterculture <laughs> that we're in. So we have a counterculture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're way countercultural yeah, right you're now. Counter <laughs> All the cool kids. Yeah. So okay, yeah. so you so you decided to give up a lot of things to go to this special school, and um, has the Lord or what other guidance have you gotten, or what other sort of what where else has the Lord pointed you? What direction would you say? So, um, I just like to say He's been nothing but by my side since I've. And I'm just getting more and more evidence of that. So this is actually something else that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I told you, but St. Benedict has been popping up in my life like crazy recently. Um, I've just found like the medals all over. And um, just the beginning of it, Nick, uh, okay, at so. the Divine Mercy Shrine up in Stockbridge, right? No, but it goes before that. Oh, uh, so. okay. Yeah. Actually, I was finding miraculous medals all over. Um, just I found one in the dugout at baseball on the ground, which is crazy. That's random. And it was at Upper Darby High School, which is a public school. So it was so it, it has no business being there at all, and I found it there. So it, I just but then one time I found on the counter, I was like, "Dad, what's this?" And he was like, "That's a St. Benedict medal." And I didn't know anything of it. So I looked it up and I started doing like research or whatever. Found out it was St. Benedict, whatever. And then he's just been popping up more and more. Um, we were at, on our way home from Steubenville, we stopped at the Divine Mercy Shrine. And I wanted one of those, um, this is actually it right here. I wanted one of the, um, like, one decade rosaries. So I found this. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll get this, right? And I look on it after, and I was like, oh, that's St. Benedict on it. 
I didn't realize the metal's on it. So I didn't, you know? So what I, is the, what's the significance for you? Um, but didn't the person come to you and say you can't just... No, so then I also got this bracelet. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll get that too. Looked at it after, and that was also St. Benedict. You just randomly picked Randomly picked these out. I was like, oh, these both look Uh-oh. cool. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> so then we... I, a few of the kids were getting their stuff blessed, right? Andrew knows what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Going down. A few man. of the kids were getting their stuff blessed um, from one of the priests that was there. So I was like, all right, might as well, right? Um, and he said, this is St. Benedict. I was like, yeah. And he's like, you can't get that blessed by me. And I was like, why? And he was like, because it needs a special blessing. And I don't know that. He was like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And he was like, so yeah, I'll go get somebody else to do it for you. But anything St. Benedict needs a special blessing. So the dude comes out and does it. He wasn't a dude. He was a priest. Comes out and does it. And um, he said it in Latin. Sorry, Father. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he said it in Latin and everything. It was crazy. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, But just ever since then, he's just been popping up. All over. Share about Devin and her mom with the bracelet. Yeah, so I get home, um, and I say to Devin, who was my girlfriend, I was like, look, I got this bracelet. And she was like, no way, my mom has that same bracelet. Now, her parents, they're both baptized, but they don't practice at all. Mm-mm. And she has no clue where she got that bracelet from. So for her to have that, this exact bracelet is really crazy, you know? Yeah. Um. One of my friends had another bracelet on that had a St. Benedict medal, you know, and I've never noticed it before, but now that like I know what it looks like and all, I'm seeing it more and more. So then I wanted to know what he's the patron saint of, right? This was a little bit ago and I look it up. He, well, he's a patron saint of Europe, but he's the father of the Western monasteries, right? You know this already, don't you, Andrew? Yeah, So I was like, all right, well, what does that have to do with me at all, right? I'm not from Europe, you know, I'm Italian, but I'm not from Europe. And I didn't think I was going to become a priest up until, you know. So then I wind up going to RLA and I'm just all these great people, all the great teachers and all. And I'm just so filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And I've always kind of like people have said this before, even when I was younger. Hey, you should be a priest. You would be a good priest, right? Um, and I've always thought about it, you know should I become a priest? And it's been on my mind, but more recently than ever, like, God, what do you want me to become a priest? You know? So I just feel, I felt like God was calling me to become a priest. So, um, I had Devin, right. And we were dating and I just, I feel like God is calling me, not necessarily he's calling me to become a priest, just I need to be more open to it. Right. So, um, one thing that's really like a bigger step that's I've taken recently is me and Devin are, we're on a break right now just because I need to be more, I feel like I need more space to be open to it, you know? And then after that, I was reminded that St. Benedict is the father of the Western monastery. So I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And Nikki, honestly, for anyone listening, it totally makes sense, guys. To take a step back is um, if you had a fire and you started to put a blanket or something over the fire, that's not what you're 
you know, that's not what your friend or your mate or whatever, your girlfriend, boyfriend is trying to do to you. It's just the concept that if you lift that blanket off, you know, now that fire has, has room to grow and breathe and, you know, and all that. So what did she, how did she take the, the, the break? How did, when you told her, like, how did she handle that? She was upset, obviously, because we've been, we've been dating for a year and, um, we both. It's been really hard to do, by the way. Yeah, it was tough couple weeks for Nikki. All kidding aside. Yeah. And for her too, it's been really yeah. difficult. And and Mrs. DeMaio and I, Trisha and I, love Devin and love her little brother. He comes over. Yeah, she was on the Men for Life podcast. Yeah, though they're great family, and we love her parents. So we've actually talked as parents and said we really love you guys. You guys love us. We'd like to see the kids stay together, but if they need to take a little break right now, it's totally. You know what I mean? Like let's. Let's support them and, you know, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Nikki. Yeah, very upsetting for them these last couple of weeks. Yeah, so we've actually been, um, like, talking just about our relationship. So we sit down one time to talk, and um, I just get a feeling, you know, and it was God telling me, like, look, I want you to devote yourself to me, which is crazy. I was sitting on the couch, you know, with – Devin and I just it was like so overwhelming this feeling like devote yourself to me you know so when I felt that I was like crap you know I gotta I didn't know what I wanted to do prior to talking to her but then after that it was all right I think I need to like take a step towards God right now you know so I talked to her and I explained that to her and she was obviously like really upset about it but um she understood, you know, so and just it's been a week since then. So and things are getting better, obviously. Um, she's learning to just trust God more, you know, and I'm learning to trust God more like, look, God, if I just follow what you're doing, you know, he's going to have my back. Man, there's such a maturity um, that I'm hearing from you. It's honestly it's crazy. So if you don't mind, I know Andrew is going to want to hear this. Nikki is on the bus on the way home from school. Now, all of our kids are in new schools. Oh. We've got three different schools. Alyssa's at Villa Maria and Petey's at Shanahan. And the other kids are all at RLA. And Giovanni's at home with Trisha still because he's three. And, uh, <laughs> and so Nikki, there, no bus picks him up from school so we're like what the heck's going on you know you got to get home trisha's figuring all that out with the kids you know and um and then the bus comes to get him later that day or the next day the next day it came to get you it was the next day yeah all right so then the bus comes they weren't ready yet like school wasn't fully back in force yet so this was just like an impromptu bus yeah, coming so to get basically you. what happened was my bus driver didn't start till the week after but I needed a bus to pick me up, obviously. So they had a different guy come in to just take my bus. Which for... is also something interesting, I have to say, as a, a dad and a husband. Our kids have never rode the bus before. We've taken them to school since the time they were in pre-K. So they've never... You guys, I don't think, have ever ridden the mm -hmm. bus, right? So the, just riding the bus it is already new. But go ahead, Nikki. I'm sorry. Yeah, so this guy um, decides to take... Uh, He's taking my bus for that week. It was only three days, I think, but um, I get on, and it was just me and him, and, you know, I introduced myself, whatever, and we're talking, and he, um, he, I told him I was at Devon, right, and I wound up leaving, and um, 
he asked why. He's like, oh, Devin's a great school, you know? And I just was telling him that some of the stuff going on there, you know, some of the teachers unfortunately don't support what a Catholic, what the Catholic faith teaches, you know? Some of the people that work there. Which is strange at a Catholic school. But, you know. <laughs> right? Just a sort of side note the of lack the of strangeness there. Yeah, yeah. kind of. But, so he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well. They're Catholics for choice. Yeah. Hence, hence our. Vegans for meat. Yes. Hence our excitement <laughs> and to partner with Seed Philly over the summer. Pennsylvanians for Human Life trying to partner up with Seed Philly because it's going to be a wonderful formation program, as Nikki was describing before. So thank you, ladies here in the area um, that are kicking that They're off. They're on Father fire. Galassi. Seed Philly uh, is on fire. Wonderful. Crazy. Thank you for Good that. Stuff. So go ahead, Nikki. Yeah. yeah so, so he winds up talking to this bus driver. And, yeah. and um, he was like, well, what do you mean they don't believe some of the stuff? And I was like, well, for example, okay, the Catholic faith teaches, right, not a common misconception is that God hates homosexuals, right? Mm-hmm. That's not true. Are you allowed to get married in the Catholic Church? Are two guys allowed to get married in the Catholic Church? No. But does God hate homosexuals? No. So I was explaining that to him and how some of the teachers, not just teachers, but some people at Devon didn't agree with that. And he was like, well, yeah. So he basically explains to me that he's Christian. He was Catholic, wound up leaving the church because he didn't like some of the teachings. And we were going back and forth essentially talking about this, right? And he, I asked him, I was like, well, if you don't mind telling me, why did you leave the church? And he was saying it was some teachings, for example. He was younger when this was, but you're, you weren't allowed to eat meat on Fridays. Now, I thought that that was just during Lent, but back then it was every Friday you couldn't eat meat, right? Another rule is that you had to get married at the wife's um, church. Or, yeah, the wife's church, mm -hmm. right? So he said those two rules when he was in college at Villanova really annoyed him. He didn't like that. So he left, left the Catholic Church and kind of bounced around, you know, Baptist, whatever. Um, now he's non-denominational. He doesn't affiliate. But um, so I said to him, I was like, have you ever thought about, you know, joining the Catholic Church again? He said, no. Should I? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, why? What would you tell me why? I was like, well. <laughs> I busted out all my knowledge of. I said, I said. Nick starts evangelizing <laughs> the bus driver. I love it. How old was this guy, Nikki? He was probably like sixty. Yeah, maybe. That's funny. He was I, a really great guy. I love it. Go. I want to yeah. hear what you told him. So I said, well, um, two reasons. First off, you're Christian, so you believe Jesus started the church. He didn't start. He started the Catholic Church. You know. So I told him that. Then I said, the Eucharist, right? You believe what Jesus said is true. And he was like, yeah, I believe that. I said, well, you can't skip part of it, right? What does he say in John 6, right? If you don't eat my body and drink my, my blood, blood, you, yeah, you don't have, have eternal life. life. Yeah, you don't have life. And then fast forward to the Last Supper. He says, this is my body. This is my blood. And... Father Larry Richard says, it's not like my body. It's not a symbol of my body. This is my body. So I said to him, I said, if you believe what Jesus said is true, then you should believe that is his body. That is his blood. Who believes that? Amen. Catholics. 
Amen, dude. Amen. So, amen, I say to you. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, there's always been corruption in the church. Always. You know, not just the Catholic Church everywhere, but especially the Catholic Church, because it's been going on for 2,000 years, you mm -hmm. know? What about Judas Iscariot? Yeah. That's way day one. back. Way yeah. back. He was one of the was 12. At the last he supper. like he like <laughs> met Jesus. Like <laughs> right. he knew Jesus yeah. and still it's like I'm going a different way. Yeah. Well, the devil's been after us since the garden. It's no surprise that there's corruption That's in our right. own church. Amen. Yeah. So I said I said there's always been corruption. So you can't look at some of these teachings that you don't like and get mad and run away. You have to What did Jesus say? You know? Oh, he said this. All right, we'll follow that. You know, don't get discouraged by the corruption, you know? So, and then at that moment, you know. Preach. We were, yeah. So then Nikki gets back on the bus with him the next day that you had two days or three days together? Uh, two days. Didn't you give him homework, Nick? Did you give him some homework to yeah. look something up? Yeah, I just told him to, um, <laughs> yeah, I just told him to look at John 6, you know? Because that's, I mean. So that's we can do round two right tomorrow there. on the bus of yeah. evangelization? Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. So so coming off of all this, Andrew, Nikki has things like this that have gone on just quickly so in these first amazing. few weeks of school. So, okay, so Nick, if you're in 11th grade and you have 12th grade, do you, would would it mean, like, there's some people that, that uh, actually we're looking for John to come on the, the podcast soon from the seminary. John went right from senior in high school into the seminary at Charles Borromeo. Yeah. Would that be your plan? Like if you were gonna do that, if you felt the Lord calling you in that direction, are you willing to go directly from high school and do your undergraduate and graduate at uh, Borromeo Seminary? So I'm kind of torn right now, um, which is why I just kind of have to keep trusting in God and just allowing him, you know, like guide me, whatever you want me to do. Cause obviously I play baseball and I want to play baseball in college. So I don't, I don't know if you can play at the same time <laughs> as your, but I don't know yet. So I'm kind of torn, you know, because mm. I, I love playing baseball and I want to play in college. You know, I want to play at a high level, but if God really does want me to become a priest, now I'm at the point where I can confidently say, yeah, I'll give up baseball to play, to become, you know, so... And John McCabe, um, Lansdale Catholic student, I literally met him speaking there for, for PHL. And then Dan Finocchio and Dan McCarthy, who are just amazing, um, said, hey, we got two guys that are going to the seminary. And I said, are you kidding me? So then I met John. Look, and coming on, John. Yeah. Coming on soon, the seminarians <laughs> and Francis, too. That's great. We, we, we kind of have to um, draw to a little bit to the end, but I just wanted to say amazing to me, it's so inspiring. I got the chills when you were talking about your sort of revelation with the Lord yeah. and his revealing himself to you. And um, I was also watching something this week where St. Benedict was born in a town in Italy called Norcia. Yeah. And there's a new, there's a monastery set up. There's an American Father Cashin there. Um, and they set up a monastery where he was born and they do amazing, they just sort of put out a CD of their chant singing. So it was like this interesting kind of circle to the story was that they were talking about on EWTN. They're interviewing this guy, uh, this father, and 
um, she's talking about singing. So there's all parts of your story were in this. Wow. So maybe there's a uh, maybe That's there's crazy. a journey in your future out to Norcia where St. Benedict was born and see That'd be cool. speak to Father Cashin and see what uh what Is that Norcia N O R C I A? I think Is so, that, yeah, yeah, I believe okay. so. Yeah, he was born there. You know, Well, no, I think nothing it's N U R S I A. I don't know what it is. I think that's yeah. what it might be. I could be wrong. Only I have a friend that I know, and that's his last name. That's why I was asking when you I'm first. Said I'm that. not sure. And you love priests of the orders, Andrew. So yeah. for those who don't know Andrew that well yet, especially like the monastic. Life. Yeah, he yeah. loves it. Yeah, Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint Augustine, who he took as his confirmation names and sponsors, and yeah, that's right. And Andrew loves the Dominicans. That's right. We're trying to get a Dominican po- podcast with the Min- with the Dominicans. That's our goal. But anyway, um, so I I think it's awesome. I don't know, Pete, if you have any thoughts. It's your son, so I know you're over there like uh, tearing up and and getting kind of like touched deeply by the sort of transformation that you're watching with your boy. So what is your what's your feeling as a father for a young man? Um, I'm watching it with Trisha also right now. She's so happy to be in this new environment. It's almost just a yeah. She kind of had a little bit of a transformation this summer, didn't you say? Like mm-hmm. she, she she sort of said, "Okay, I'm, I, there was no way to go in down the middle. Like you can't sort of be like the blue haired. You know, you can't go that version. Like you either you choose one way or the other. Yep. No more just straddling yeah. and, and functioning in this. You yeah. know, got to um, choose this like mainstream life, but we'll still make God first. Also, like yeah. it's just this lukewarmness that you just can't work. No, and so and she's so happy that the uh, the the people she's meeting, the parents, the you know the teachers, she's happy. Um, I'm seeing it in her. Um, we fasted last night. We haven't fasted on bread and water, you know, for dinner on a Wednesday night throughout the summer. And she, usually I have to initiate that for the family. She initiated that wow. yesterday. And it's just been, it's been wonderful. And for, to answer your question, Andrew is, yeah, to see that happening with Nikki, it's one thing to bring children into the world. It's another thing to know that the ultimate end goal here is to to bring them to God. To see to them get, get born again. To yeah. see a second birth, a rebirth in the spirit. That's got to be amazing. Yeah. You went through it. You've yeah, just exactly. gone through your conversion. Yeah, at 50. <laughs> yeah. I know what it feels like. So for this to be happening to Nikki and to right. know that you could come from a Catholic household, but all that was was just your foundation. It wasn't this, what you're describing, right. Nikki. Like, Personal yeah, encounter. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful thing. Amen. Well, let's end in prayer. And again, Nick, thanks so much for coming yeah, in and sharing. You. I know it's some personal stuff and we appreciate it. And hopefully anybody who's listening, hopefully you'll inspire them to say that it doesn't matter the age, that if you follow the Lord, amazing things can happen. So, In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. St. Benedict, pray for us. Signing off, men for life. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.